When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory for Swing Trading the Stock Market. Today's episode, The Stock Market Panic. How to deal with stock market declines. What are, what are you doing to protect yourself when the market's selling off 2,000 points in two days? On the Dow, 200 points. On the S&P 500. How, how are you protecting profits? There's been every opportunity in the world this month to remain profitable in the stock market. There's been plenty of days to, to book profits. There's been plenty of days to write up the stock. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have losing positions. I've had losing trades this month. I've had plenty of them, especially this week. I've had plenty of them. Okay. I also had a lot of winning trades this week too. So that, that offsets it some, right? But taking profits along the way. And you know, what's funny about this episode is that last week I wanted to do this one. And I said, I was in the middle of a two-part series called the anatomy of a good trade setup, but I didn't want to break that two-part series up and put something in between them. So I said I said in that podcast episode, well, I hope the market doesn't have a meltdown before I can get to this episode. Sure enough, it has an absolute temper tantrum, throws a fit, you know, pukes all over the place. And now we got a stock market that's in a in a complete free fall. But that doesn't mean that this episode's not going to be extremely beneficial because it is. Otherwise, I wouldn't be wouldn't be doing that today. So I got an email today and it talked about tune in for our webinar on how to trade stock market pandemics. I'm thinking to myself, who knows about stock market pandemics and how to trade them? Is anybody real? I mean, what were they like? Was this like the Black Plague that they that they are uh, reflecting on their times during during the Black Plague that they were trading? I don't think so. And uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's been other big time viruses that have wiped out populations. I, I mean, not sure. I know that there is, but. Um, but in any case, it was just so funny. It's like you get these emails, and I don't even know why I get on these people's email lists. I think people sell email lists, and uh, I don't even know if you're supposed to do that. But um, I don't sell mine. I have an email list. A lot of you guys get my emails, but I don't. I don't sell. I don't sell. The only person who has access to it is me. So I guess that's a good thing, right? Uh, but in any case, yeah, they, they're talking about how they that there's a way to trade a stock market pandemic. I don't really think there is. I don't think there's a specific way that you trade a stock market pandemic of a viral outbreak like the coronavirus versus the 2008 recession where the banks were all failing. I don't think that there's there's like a specific plan for one versus the other. Panic in the stock market's panic. There, there's so many similar traits in each one of these sell-offs, whether it's the 2018 quarter four sell-off. It's going to have a lot of the same features as what you're seeing right now. 
It, that's just what panic is. People are selling. They're either buying or they're selling. They're either buying a little or they're selling a little. They're either buying a lot because they're getting greedy or they're selling a lot because they're super fearful. Whatever the case is, whatever the reason for it is, you see these things happen all the time. And I don't know if it was the last week's episode or if it was a YouTube video that I did. I got to figure out what it was. It could have been a YouTube video now that I think about it. But I talked about, I think it was my last YouTube video, in fact. I talked about how this market's getting too easy. And it's not because that uh, I'm such a good trader that the stock market's easy. I'm not saying that at all. I have plenty of flaws as a trader. I, I wrestle with them. I wrestle with emotions just like everybody else. People who say they don't have emotions when they're trading in the stock market, they're full of, you know what? They have emotions everybody has emotions okay so it's about how you control them how you maintain them so forth but yeah the market was getting too easy it was getting super easy like everything was going up there was always forgiveness the next day but you want to know why because everybody was piling into the stock market and i knew it was getting too easy and it was getting me very nervous because so many new traders were coming into the market for the first time they had never traded before so they're getting into the stock market for the first time that makes me nervous because when I start seeing like the, the the fresh blood, the people who feel like they're missing out, the fear of missing out, right? And they're ready to go, you know, uh, nuts with some, some trade setups. That gets me nervous because I've seen that a lot in the past. I saw it in January 2018 specifically. I've seen it many times before where all of a sudden it's like the real estate market, right? Everybody was a house flipper in the early 2000s and now you're starting to see some of that again and... I bet you you'll see more housing issues here in the near future because so many people are, are trying to get into rentals. I see it all the time on, on my story feed on Instagram. I mean, people are like, oh, look at this house I'm going to buy. I'm going to leverage leverage my money and I'm going to go buy a new house, put 10% down and rent it out, you know, whatever. That's fine. I mean, I, I, I got nothing against rentals or anything like that, but I just think that it becomes problematic when it becomes too commonplace. When everybody is getting into it, that, that gets scary. So you saw that with the stock market. You saw record number of, of calls being written, which can't even imagine what that looks like right now. I feel bad for the people who are buying Tesla calls, you know, a couple of weeks out thinking that it was going to be going up to $1,500 a share. And I'm sure you had a bunch of YOLO option calls being written for SPX 4,000 know, over the next couple of months or you know, it would not surprise me. But when it gets too easy like that, that's that's really scary. So right now, the S&P, it's down 200 plus points. Third day of the trading week. First two were pretty rough for the bulls. I did great yesterday. I was thrilled about the outcome of my trading yesterday. So uh, that was with another 100 point sell off. I took some losses on Monday, but I had some short positions. Again, helped with some of those losses. So that's why... Along the way, when this market was rallying, I kept putting short setups out there, and I was getting stopped out of a couple of them. And uh, I'll be honest, I have a few times I felt like an absolute moron for, for putting these things out there. But I knew that it was the right thing to do, so I kept doing it. And so when the, the selling started hitting late last week, and you started seeing the massive pullback, I had a little bit of... Uh, I had a few short positions that, that I was able to take advantage of and benefit from, like Disney, you know, that thing went down over 7%. I wish I would have held it today because the <laughs> the CEO stepped down. So that thing's down quite a bit as well again. 
uh, there's Caterpillar. There was UPS that I made 10% off of. And Cargurus, that was like 3%. Discover Financial, I think that was over 5%. So there were some really good trades. I'm really happy about that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And so I was shorting the market coming coming into the week. I also had some, some long setups as well, especially on Monday. I got stopped out of a lot of them. I would say a, a large chunk of them were booking profits and and then you had the others. There were some losers, but all the losses were contained. That was important as well. And then I found myself net short on Tuesday. I had a couple more long positions. They both got stopped out. At the end of Tuesday, I was I was uh, 100% cash. Why did I go 100% cash? Because when you're shorting, it's you versus the world. Nobody wants you to be successful. When you buy a stock, everybody wants you to be successful because everybody's long on the market in general. Okay, It's only a fractional amount of people who actually short the market. Most people swear it off. I would say 99% of the world doesn't even realize what shorting is or that you can even make money shorting. And the only way they do know is if they watch the movie The Great Short or The Big Short is what it was. That was a good movie too, by the way. And even then, they probably still don't know what the heck shorting is. I've explained it to more people than than ever. I think it's a pretty simple concept, but they look at me like I'm, in a, like I'm a complete idiot. They have no idea what I'm talking about. But anyways, when you're shorting, it's you versus the world. So like right now, the market's... Market's you know slightly lower today, but guess what? There's forces under the surface trying to to change the entire outcome of of this market of what we've seen so far this week of 200 points down. The, you have the federal government; they're trying to respond. They are trying to cure the coronavirus. Guess what? If there's a vaccine for the coronavirus and they put a press release out about it or they make an announcement, it's going to cause the market to go right back up. If less people are getting sick, and trust me, they're treating people as best they can, okay? So if they're able to limit the spread, if they're able to cure more people or they get the vaccine, the market's going to go up. So it's you versus the world. So you can't just sit on a short setup forever and think, okay, it's never going to burn me. You have to eventually take profits in it. And so I, when you get these big sell-offs, look, I wasn't expecting 200 points on the S&P 500 just in the first two days of this week. But once that happened, I started covering my positions because I was like, look, this is great. I just made a, you're not going to see the market go up 200 points in two days. And if it is, it's usually because the market just sold off like a massive amount and it's never even gone up 200 points uh, in one day, but maybe it could do it in two days. I don't think it's even done that before. So remember when you're shorting the market, it's you versus the world. The broad consensus is, is let's make the stock market go up. So when you're, you're going against that, when you're going against that belief and that fight, you got to realize that yeah, the profits can come flowing in faster than anything else out there, okay? Shorting and, and getting caught on that elevator down to the short side, it's it's beautiful. I mean, the profits are amazing, but it's going to be you versus the world. People are trying to get that market to go back up. Trump wants it to go back up. The Fed wants it to go back up, so they'll cut interest rates. Of course, that would take, take uh, the market right back up if they chose to do that. So that's why you have to be aggressive with your profit taking because it is a you versus the world. Now, some people don't like the idea of shorting. They think it's immoral. Well, they've been doing this like since the 1800s, I think. I mean, this is nothing new. Every brokerage pretty much offers it. So you shouldn't 
it's there's nothing wrong with it. You're basically playing price action. Some people feel, and it, but it can give you kind of like a dark outlook on things, right? Where you're, let's say you're short the S and P 500 and you've got three or four percent, you know, of profits, and then all of a sudden they come out with a cure for the coronavirus. Where you're going to be like, oh, crap, they're coming out with a cure. Hopefully it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, I know it sounds horrible, but you kind of think that kind of stuff. Or, all right, um, short the market. Is Iran going to act up? That would definitely help my positions. Or you'll think to yourself, man, maybe maybe uh, Apple will have some bad earnings or something. And because I'm short the Apple or, or short Apple. That's that's the kind of stuff that starts going through your mind when you're short the market. So it can kind of take you down a dark road and uh, and kind of have you hoping for certain outcomes that you shouldn't really be hoping for. And then you also have the people who are saying, okay, and I got a lot of this Monday. It's funny. On Monday, my phone was lighting up. I was like, all right, I'm ready to buy some stocks, man. What what do I buy? I want to buy when everybody else is fearful. They think because they're they're not fearful at this moment that everybody else must be. But that's not the case. When I'm getting phone calls from a lot of people saying, hey, I'm ready to put some capital to work. I want to start buying. I want to, I want to uh, take advantage of this sell-off. Eh, it kind of tells me that not a lot of people are taking this sell-off serious. I think that's why you got Tuesday. I think people started really panicking on Tuesday. How many people do you think called me on Tuesday to say, hey, Ryan, I really want to buy some stocks right now? Nobody did. And you want to know why? Because they were fearful all of a sudden themselves. They're like, I've lost a lot of money. I don't think I really want to put any more capital to work. So that's what you kind of want to start looking for. When you try to buy the dip or you try to take advantage of a huge market sell-off, it does not feel good. You don't feel like a hero. You feel stupid. You feel ignorant. You feel like a deranged lunatic because you're saying to myself, this market's in a free fall and I'm just buying it. Now, that doesn't mean to go go buy XOM because it just feels like a stupid trade right now or anything. I'm not saying that. Of course, XOM does have like a six and a half dividend, which is quite amazing in itself, but I'm not buying it. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is, is that if you adhere to that whole principle of buying when others are fearful, you're also fearful when you're buying, okay? You're not just buying when others are fearful. You're buying when you're fearful. You're buying when you feel sick to your stomach about it, where you feel like that if you do it, it's going to cause you to have an ulcer, okay? It's a sick feeling, okay, when that bottom starts to kick in. And I can tell you, looking at like the T2108, there's still 20% of stocks that are trading above their 40-day moving average. When you saw the December 2018 sell-off, we got down to like 3% of stocks. That's where that gut-wrenching buy comes into place, right? And I'm not saying that that's a legitimate strategy for you to be doing because a lot of these strategies have to be something that that you yourself can sign up to. I bought some stocks for myself during that. I, I literally, one of the few times in my life I've ever perfectly timed a bottom was was uh, the day after Christmas when the market opened up or, or it was like the next trading day after the market opened up from, from the Christmas holiday. I got into like Apple and Amazon and they, or uh, Apple, Amazon and Facebook or, or a combination of those. Um, any case, they did phenomenally well. I mean, it was, it was amazing. But when I bought them at the time, I, I did not like it, but I knew that they were sitting on some, some key support levels and that the bounce was, was imminent. 
But the biggest thing during these sell-offs is that you have to be willing to play the market both ways. You have to be able to play both to the long side and the short side. So when the market sells off, you're playing it short, but you don't want to, you don't try to squeeze every dime out of the market. Yes, it's going to bounce back up pretty hard. Even if it's a dead cat bounce, it's going to bounce back up. But the key is is to catch the gist of all these different moves because there's some big moves that are going to be happening. And then if that bounce fails, then you all of a sudden reshort at a higher prices than where than where you originally uh, where you previously covered your your other trades at. So you're you're trying to take advantage of some of these these big moves that are going to be playing out. And you gotta remember too, less is more in the stock market. If you're if you're 100 short or 100 long, just trying to play full tilt on anything and everything, that's gonna get you killed. Okay, I got stopped out today, or I didn't actually didn't get stopped out. I added one position. That one position started falling apart right out of the gate. I said, I'm out. See it. Okay, and that's what you got to you got to have that mindset. You got to say to yourself, Look, if this thing's not gonna work, I'm gonna get out. But I'm only gonna test the waters with one. One toe at a time, one one foot at a time. Because when you test the waters using both feet, you're going to sink straight to the bottom. So test the waters with with one foot, okay? Maybe a pinky toe or something, but don't don't go too crazy. And expect a lot of gaps, okay? The, the gaps, look, if, if, if it gaps so much that you can't get into a position, just let it go, okay? There's always another trading day for the next day. Wait, wait for those trade setups to present themselves. And in the end, if you manage the risk, if you don't let, let the fear grip you or the greed overwhelm you to, to making bad decisions the returns are going to be amazing in the end i i, I live for these things the, this is some of my most favorite times in the market especially avoiding losses that everybody else is having to experience and taking profits instead Th- that to me is the best thing so far this this year stock market's down in january the stock market's down in february both months i'm up higher and that's that's the beauty of managing the risk. That's what most people will never understand when it comes to trading. It's not about how many, how much profits you can make. It's about how you manage the risk. Manage the risk. What have I always said? Profits will take care of themselves. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.